more morning anytime. This is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. We just got a text. We're talking about expensive food or drinks that you paid for. Hey, Chris, how much is beer and Caesars at the L.A. Kings Crypto Center? We're going on Sunday. They're going to the game on Sunday. Yeah, it's... They're, it's Expensive like anywhere else. Yeah, absolutely it is. Somebody else texted uh, Disneyland food. Can confirm. It's pricey. The portions are pretty good at Disneyland. Not that I'm going to stick up for them. but it, You literally are. I am. I am. But, you know... There's one. There's a difference between paying for uh, like a exorbitant price for something and not getting hardly anything and getting something at least. But there's a burger joint next to the Flying Through America thing in California Adventure. <laughs> yes, that was the best deal. Yeah, because yeah, they had like they had, they had like free condiments like pickles and whatnot. Yeah, just so fill up on pickles. So you can load up on that, right? Yeah, yeah. Get, get your money's worth. We were in Anaheim at an Angels Blue Jays game. Cans of Bud. Or Modella. That's Modella, right? Modella, yeah. Yeah, we're sixteen seventy-five a piece. Or two you could get two for seven bucks across the street at the seven eleven. Yeah, just go to the south. Yeah, that's the way it works, right? Thanks for your text. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. We're talking about the most expensive food you've ever eaten with Coachella happening down in the States right now. And uh, it's a little pricey. Like this text, most expensive food ever? Wedding cake. I'm still paying for it. Dun dun dun. Yeah, I hear you. Dun dun dun. Uh, the most expensive thing I've ever consumed was I, it was actually a beverage. Uh, I was in Chicago and I couldn't decide what I wanted to drink on the menu, and I really wanted just a glass of fruit or something. So he goes, "Let me let me bring you back two samples, and you can decide which one you want." So I had a sip of one, and I was like, "Oh, that's good." Had a sip of the other one, I was like, "Damn, that one's really good." Yeah, it was forty dollars for five ounce glass of champagne. Wow. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, I was like, "Oh, damn! No wonder it was so good." <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Edmonton Oilers play by play host on six thirty Cheddar Sister Station. It's Jack Michaels. Jack, how are you? Are you throwing an extra little love my way? Now I'm a host, too? I, I don't know whether I'm capable of all these responsibilities. I feel like I just you... got to put the headset on and hope for the best. I know. I feel like you host that darn show. You know, no disrespect to Bob Stoffer, but... Uh... Yep, the, the hostess with the mostest. I, I just really wanted to just pick you up this morning because we appreciate it because it's like 611 in uh, Los Angeles. You say it's kind of a, a smoggy, typical uh, Los Angeles kind of morning, is it? Well, the, the highways are buzzing already, and yeah, it's, a, it's, it's kind of an interesting sky color right now. And you know what? The biggest thing is, is Edmonton comes down here with a victory in its column because, uh, you know, it was it was a little... A little ghoulish the other night, you know, up to nothing, and you see that lead disappear. But it came down to winning a period, and, and the Oilers have won some periods in this series, uh, and it hadn't translated, and they were able to finish strong. And, you know, one of the things we talked about before the series was depth scoring and how Edmonton had shored up its supposed weaknesses from a year ago. And wouldn't you know it, it's clean cost, and who didn't play a ton – but he scored a goal that turned out to be the game winner, and Edmonton did seal it up for the final 17 minutes. And, in fact, L.A. really did not have a great look uh, in the last five or six minutes of that game with the score of 3-2, and the Oilers were able to put it away with an empty netter. So, obviously, getting on the plane 1-1, a great deal different than 0-2, 
and, and I think you're going to see an Edmonton team quite determined to regain home ice advantage with a win tonight in Game 3. We love Clem, of course, and uh, when he was interviewed after the game, he basically says, I was looking for Leo, who's also known as Leon Dreisaitl, because he's much better with the puck than me, but I decided to just shoot it. So that was pretty, you know, you got to love that, just the, the honesty of him. Well, and you know what? He's a guy that, uh, again, he played seven minutes and 42 seconds. It's not like he's going to see a ton of ice time, especially when... You know there continues to be a, a bit of a propensity to take penalties, and and once again, I mean the Oilers had one power play and LA had four, and, and so you know, and it's ten. I think it's ten four in the series right now, in favor of LA. So you've got to remember with all those power plays for Los Angeles, because Clean doesn't play on either power play unit, he's effectively taken out of the game, and that's a real skill for a guy. And of course. A lot of Oilers instantly, you know, a lot of Oiler fans instantly think back to 1990 where Peter Klima, you know, got off the bench after not playing for about, I don't know, two and a half hours and scored the game winner in a Stanley Cup final game against Boston way back when. Uh, it wasn't that extreme the other night, but it is talent. It is sheer talent and, and indicative also, I think, magnified by the fact that he's a big guy. You know when you're not when you're not playing a great deal. You know that that engine takes a while to get going. So I, I think sometimes the simple play and, and the old Wayne Gretzky adage: go ahead and shoot the puck and see what happens. And, and Clem's got a hard shot. I think that was an 85 mile an hour wrister he put home the other night. And uh, you know what? Corpusalo's been very good. That may have been one he'd like to have back, but you don't find out unless you shoot the puck, and Costin did that. I know what it's like to be a big guy. It takes a lot of time to get me going, too. It's like a train going down the track. That's right? why Chris just sits in fourth gear. <laughs> He's ready to hit fifth any time. <laughs> You're giving him fourth gear. That's still pretty I'm good. I'm on high idle, man. I'm on high idle. Oh, yeah. He takes a lot I'll of gas. I'll tell you what, it's 615 logo right now, and I'm I'm somewhere between first and second gear. Trust me. <laughs> That's not bad either. Four low. He's got it locked in. Uh, uh, really quickly, um, you know, the, the the Oiler fans travel with the team. We, we there's a bunch coming down there, and and you've seen it. You know when the, they come out, and I was there last year when they come out for uh, warm up. It's just a sea of orange around uh, around the Oiler, uh, you know, the entrance where they come onto the the ice, and it it does make a difference. And, and you're going to hear that again tonight, aren't you? Well, no question. And you know what? There was a little feature at the end of the game the other night. Uh, you know, as Edmonton closed it out, they were showing Connor McDavid a clip of of the plaza and how excited everyone was once, once Kane put away the empty netter. And, and, you know, you could see kind of the glow in McDavid's eyes and the players do, you know, recognize the fact that of all the teams in the National Hockey League, especially when it comes to warm weather destinations, Oiler fans travel better than (laughs) anyone else in North America. So it is going to be a lot of familiar faces in the hotel lobby and, and right around the rink. And it does, it does make a difference, I think. And and it's one of the reasons why Edmondson set a club record this year with 27 road wins. I mean, that's the other thing. Is the Oilers have played well on the road all year long. So, again, this is no disrespect to Rogers' place because Edmondson closed like a thoroughbred at home as well. But I can't imagine a club better equipped to regain home ice advantage with a win in one of the next two games of the Edmonton Oilers. After all, 
They were just terrific on the road this year. I don't expect anything different tonight. Beautiful. Hey, Jack, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we, you know, we can't wait for the game tonight. Uh, you can listen to it on our sister station, 630 Chat, Jack and Bob and Reed and Rob and everybody else does just such a great job. Uh, go Oilers, go tonight, and uh, yeah, have a great game, my friend. Well, if you don't mind, guys, I'm going to go ahead and finish my paper route now because that's the only other logical reason I'd be up for <laughs> Well, and, you know, maybe going to the bathroom. Um, you know, I, Thanks for that, Chris. Hey, don't remind me we're that age, okay? I, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Thanks. Have a great day. <laughs> Chris, Jack, and Matt do stories. Sentinel Storage do. You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Here we go. Courtney and Tracy are with us. It's Quick Draw. It's Friday. It's uh, a best of five, and the winner is going to Country Thunder in Calgary with uh, Tim McGraw and Keith Urban and John Party. It's going to be an incredible, uh, incredible weekend, August 18th to 20th. All right, ladies, are you ready to go? You bet. You bet. All right. A farm animal that starts with the letter O. Ostrich, Courtney. Oh, Tracy, let's go delayed one. Ostrich, Matt. Farm animal, yeah. Oh, there's ostrich farms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now let's just determine who said it first. I think we said that Courtney was in first. Tracy, okay. is that right? She said her name first. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we uh, can give it to her. All right, that's. Uh, okay, here we go. Question number two: A four-letter word that starts with a letter P. Post, uh, Tracy. Yeah, that post. You definitely post. Post is good. Okay. So are we tied one apiece? We are. All right. A breakfast food that starts with the letter S. Sausage, Courtney. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Game's on here. Okay. Two to one. Tracy, you got a blocker here, all right? A Pixar movie that starts with the letter I. Incredible, Courtney. Well, Tracy... <laughs> Courtney was incredible. Yeah, she was pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney, you're going to Country Thunder. Tracy, thanks for being a great sport. And uh, you know what? Play again next week, all right? Sounds good, thanks. You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Okay, one of the uh, big stories of the week, certainly, uh, you know, I, some might say we should have bigger problems than this. But Anthony Bass, who plays, uh, he's a pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays, he... Uh, tweeted out earlier this week a picture of his two daughters in their airline seats and said, the flight attendant at United just made my 22-week pregnant wife traveling with a 5-year-old and a 2-year-old get on her hands and knees to pick up the popcorn mess my youngest daughter made. Are you kidding me? Let's just say that tweet took off. The internet is ablaze. And uh, people either going as typical... They get either go on one side or the There's other. There's not a lot of fans sitting. No, no. Although, you know, yeah, no, there, there isn't. I mean, so he got blasted for being entitled. And how dare you, you know, tweet this thing and, and stuff like that. And then there were other people blasting United saying, how dare the flight attendant make this pregnant woman pick up all this popcorn. And Matt, your take on this is? I don't think United has the right to tell someone to clean up their mess. Right. I pay thousands of dollars to ride in that air cigar. Right. <laughs> sit next to a bunch of mouth breathers without deodorant on. Right. And you're telling me a handful of popcorn kernels on the floor is too much for you to handle? Come on. Do you know it was a handful? 
There was a picture of the mess. Okay. Like, it wasn't outrageous. Okay. It, it, like, I haven't seen the picture of the mess. I had a, a vision of there being a pretty big mess. Well, But I, I, like, I didn't see it, so in fairness. And before people start screaming at me like they always do, yeah. when I'm on the plane, I do my best to clean up after myself. I take my little cup, my little snack pack, I put it in the cup with the napkin, I put it in the garbage bag <laughs> at the end of the flight when they come around. Yeah. With my kids, we went to Montreal last summer. Must be nice. Yeah. We cleaned up as best we could. Now, as best we could. <laughs> <laughs> the key word, as best we could. But the kids are messy, man. Yeah. But, and I don't think, well, at some point, physical impairment has to matter when it comes to cleanliness. Right. Especially on the floor. Right. Right, if you have a disability or you're a person who can't reach the floor easily enough, like you're 22 months pregnant. Right. I think it has to factor into it. Okay. Chris? Your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are, yeah, you don't really want to get a pregnant woman on her hands and knees cleaning up the popcorn. I get it. But at at a certain point, I mean, there's a responsibility to not let these kids go ham and be whipping popcorn all Sure. Place, they're right? sitting by themselves and they're raining popcorn and the people front and back. <laughs> That's my vision of this. And somebody says, why didn't he do it? He was not flying with them. Yeah. He gets on a chartered flight with them. He was already in Houston. Yeah, he was playing baseball, so he was with his team. So, uh, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I just love the way you say, you know, we cleaned up <laughs> as good as we could with our kids. Uh, you probably left just a, like a reign of terror behind you in those seats. My biggest anxiety yeah. is people looking back to where we sat yeah. and thinking we're those people in quotes. Okay. So when we go to like meals and like outings, yeah. I scrub the floor. Oh, do you? Oh yeah. Okay. I don't want to be that guy. Okay. All right. But if I am that guy, leave me alone. Okay. Okay, the texts are uh, as <laughs> the texts are rolling in. Do you expect anybody to clean up the mess under the table at a restaurant uh, that you could have possibly made? That's, sure. No. Yeah. Yeah. Typically, after you leave a restaurant, you don't usually clean up the mess underneath, right? No. Like sometimes things hit the floor. Yeah. Well, though somebody said it was all over right and the popcorn mess was everywhere, and the kids were wild apparently. And if she's too pregnant to clean up after a kid, she shouldn't be flying. Ouch. Oh, bringing the heat. Here we go. <laughs> Seriously, she's pregnant. Yeah, you could just see it. Every second text is like one side or the other of this situation. Right? Let's get angry at each other. Here we go. Yeah, fight, 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 fight. Airline gave the kids popcorn. What did they expect? Did they give them the popcorn? I didn't know that. It looked like it was if, a If I'm of, an airline, yeah. there's no chance I'm giving away popcorn. Yeah. If you want to want to, you don't want to clean up popcorn, don't give out popcorn. Yeah, because uh, he tweeted a picture of a skinny pop. Family-sized popcorn, a giant bag of it. So, How about this one? Uh, I like to ask all the self-righteous adults if they clean up their messes after concerts or hockey games. I work at Rogers. Adults are disgusting. Yeah. True. You know, I've left a few beer cups and <laughs> a little butter popcorn on the floor <laughs> near my seat before. <laughs> I apologize. That's a great point. Okay, what do you think? I mean, I don't think we have to ask for your take because you got one. 780-421-1039. You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Holy cow, uh, the texts are rolling in at 780-421-1039. Anthony Bass, the pitcher for the Blue Jays. He'll never be known as a pitcher for the Blue Jays again. He is known as uh, the guy who tweeted against United Airlines about his pregnant wife having to get on her hands and knees and clean up the popcorn that her kids had made a mess on. The texts are rolling in. Shame on the airline. You pay for the services. Then the next text. When did pregnancy become a disability? Her kids, her responsibility, her mess. Seriously, she's pregnant. That's why they have groomers coming through the planes after the flights. I, I, I'm assuming that was cleaners. Yeah. People are pigs. 
there's a huge difference between a concert or a game and public transportation when someone else has to sit in your seat right after you. Clean up your mess in all caps and control your kids. <sighs> there, like, this story gets deeper and deeper. Anthony Bass's wife yeah. is the sister of Jesse James Decker, right. who is a reality show star because she married an NFLer. Right. Like, this twisted web. <laughs> you say, oh, he's just going to be airplane boy? Yeah. I'll find the clip of the Houston Astros team. Okay. They kind of go at them. The day of this tweet. All right. Well, and the phone calls. They just keep coming. 780-421-1039 and the text. Here's Madeline Merlot. This is Kissing Country. You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Your new pitcher is ex-Astro Anthony Bass on to try and clean it up. On to clean it up. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, the story is Anthony Bass, who pitches for the Blue Jays, uh, tweeted and uh, came at United Airlines uh, because a flight attendant made uh, his 22-month pregnant wife with uh, two kids, two and five, clean up the popcorn after the kids had made a mess. And we're getting all sorts of different reports. Some say they saw the pictures of the mess. It was absolutely next level. Others are saying it wasn't. Matt, you said you saw it. You said it wasn't too bad. Yeah, I, I always saw the depends. one. Tw- yeah, yeah. It all depends. Yeah, it all depends. So there's two takes on this. A I mean, One of the biggest takes is like, should he have gone to social media to try to call these guys out because of who he is? And now it's, you know, take, you know, it's become a, a life of its own sort of thing. And, and uh, should uh, she been asked to do that? Um, and, and the texts are coming in. Good morning, guys. I want to weigh in on the subject of people making a mess on an airplane. I worked for Air Canada and then WestJet for the last 39 years. And it's been my experience that you see people get on airplanes and they don't think they're paying for the right to fly from point A to point B. They're actually paying for the right to make a mess. People are generally pigs. People on airplanes uh, just expect that it's their God-given right to make a mess because that's the way they live or whatever. I don't know. I just uh, don't think it was right for the flight attendant from United to make the woman clean up her mess, but the woman that was a passenger should have actually tried to control her kids and uh, making the situation less messy, I guess. There's a take from someone that's done it for 39 years. Yeah, I mean, you pay for a degree of cleanliness on the plane. Yeah. But, like, making a 22-month pregnant lady? Oof. 22 months. Weeks, sorry. Yeah, that's She's okay. not an elephant. That's okay. Got it. Melinda says the only reason this is getting any type of attention is because the guy's famous and said something. If this was Matt, nobody would have cared, with the exception of the people that like to pick on Matt. I think there's a club. <laughs> oh, if we're off to Mexico and Chris was in the seat next to me and he saw a mess I left? Shame. Shame. <laughs> You'd just be throwing your popcorn in the air and hitting the ground. Yeah, I would have thrown it at you. Uh-huh. All right, Jeannie, what do you think? I don't know why the airline would serve popcorn. What is there a messier snack unless you were to give them popsicles? I'm, like, pre- I'm pretty sure that they brought the popcorn themselves. No, I, they didn't. It really? was on the tweets. There was a chain of tweets that, that the airline was the one who supplied the snack. Unless you give them those Nature Valley bars, the popcorn's the worst snack to give. Absolutely. So, you, you and you've got to, you know, whether pregnant or not, she's traveling. And at 22 weeks, do they, can she tell she's pregnant? Maybe not. But she's traveling with too little. She's got her hands full. Yeah. And you give them kids popcorn. Like, I, I don't know. I uh, think at some point there's a, and if you're serving popcorn on an airplane, you should have some little vacuum or something to be able to clean it up. Right? I heard that dessert was a cup a cup of honey without a spoon, so the kids had to eat it with yeah. their fingers. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast.
Hopefully you have a great weekend planned. I look forward to uh, hanging out at uh, Friesen Brothers Rabbit Hill location tomorrow for their big birthday celebration. They'll be doing it at all three locations, but uh, mm, that's going to be a good time. Yeah. <laughs> and if Mike's there, yeah. you're going to get spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. That's probably why you're thinking you might come stop by. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I love the Gang of Friesen Bros, so yeah. Yeah. my favorite store of all time. It's true. It really is true. Okay. Can you imagine if Friesen Bros and Canadian Tire had a baby, how perfect it would be? Chris would never leave. <laughs> they sell bed frames. <laughs> you just post up in the paint section, head over to the, you know, the mother dough section, get yeah. yourself that... Mmm, that Freezing Bro sourdough. Yeah. Cinnamon buns. Uh-huh. I got to go to Freezing Brothers right now. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Uh, also, this weekend, uh, we are going to be having a... Family reunion. She's going to be a good one. So let me bend your ear. The clan's all here for the family reunion. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's technically called a family re- reunion. It's called the Sheets Family Fun Day out at uh, Sunnybrook Hall. Ooh. Uh, mighty Sunnybrook Hall. Just, uh, yeah, so many great uh, family functions have happened there over the years, but uh, I look forward to it. Um, you know, t- things change over the years. Um, I, I remember, you know, growing up, I have a, a whole bunch of uncles, like eight of them, right? And uh, a number of them, including my father now, has passed away, and we've become the kind of, become the the, the old guys at these re- reunions. It's weird how that happens. Yeah, that One sucks, day, doesn't it? Yeah. You're the kids running between the legs of the adults. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, you got to sit down because your back hurts. Exactly. And you get up and you go, ooh, ooh. Yeah, exactly. But, My hip. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be a, a good time and uh, catching up with a bunch of people you don't get a chance to see, especially in a, with a big, giant family like uh, like we have. How many people like you expect? I, I have no clue. I don't know. I mean, I've got like, I can't remember how many first cousins, like 30 or something. That's wild. Yeah. I have like four. Yeah. Five. <laughs> That's it. I come from a tiny, tiny family. Yeah. Yeah. It's completely different, right? But did you ever have any reunions or get together? Yeah. We used to have one once in a while. Never on my dad's side because yeah. most of them lived here. Right. Uh, but my mom's side, most of my family's out in Manitoba. So uh-huh. I remember back in the day, we went to Winnipeg and we stayed with my uncle. Uh-huh. And everybody came. Yeah. And it was one of the greatest moments of my life. Okay. When my uncle pulled out the pulled pork. Yes. This pulled pork. <laughs> I'd never had anything like it. I was, I don't know, maybe 1920 at the time. Right. And I tasted this pork. I couldn't stop eating it. I made myself sick. Right. I've been chasing the pork pulled pork dragon ever since. He's like, yeah, my buddy does this. He digs it in the ground and smokes it under the ground. I'm like, oh, don't get me more. <laughs> Anyways, the the, the reunion was fine. That's really all you remember. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it was all the you remember. Pork. The reunion is yeah. the pulled pork. And we I took an RV. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. All right. Well, it's a, a potluck, which I love the potluck. I love the potluck. What are you bringing? I have no. I have no clue. You're not involved in that process. Maybe I'll pick something up at Friesen Bros. Oh, smart. Now, if it's if it's the sheets, is like I know the sheets is. It'll be about 19 different variations of a macaroni crass casserole. <laughs> You're gonna get enough mayo and macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> for a lifetime. That's going to be good. Anything strange or unusual ever happen at a family reunion uh, that you've been to? I'm just thinking, you know, a good old-fashioned fist fight. Sure. Or, Kiss your second cousin. Yeah. Hey, it happens. It happens, right? If the blood's far enough away, go for it. There's no excuse at a family reunion because if they're at the family reunion, they're probably related to you. Right? No, that's not true. No, that's true. Yeah, you're telling me you haven't thought about making out with a cousin, Chris? <laughs> you got enough of them. Tell me your hottest cousin. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. 
All right, we're talking about family reunions, and boy, you got stories. Seven eight zero four two one one zero three nine. There has been uh, fights for sure. My husband's first time meeting that side of the family. There was a full blown fist fight. Morning, guys. A common food dish at my family reunions are lootfish and pickled pig's feet. I dread dinner every time, says Cat. No kidding. Have you seen what lootfish is? No. It's like that. It comes in this can, and as soon as you open it, people start throwing up. Uh, okay. It smells so bad. Katie says, my grandma and grandpa met at a family reunion. They were first cousins. <laughs> it happens. I'm adopted, thankfully. But I went to a family reunion when I was 15. I've never been hit on more in one weekend. It was horrifying. I never went to another. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as an adopted person, you're not related to anybody there, so your fair game. <laughs> Don't hit on anybody's adopted daughter, all right? Okay. You learn something new every day. Uh, here's Morgan Wall in Kissing Country, 103.9. You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. And we were talking about that loot fish and other things that, uh, you know, are provided and pickled chicken feet and, and all that. Um, potlucks is another story. I mean, I get growing up in a you know Lutheran family, it was seemed like almost every second week after church we'd go down to the basement and there'd be a, like a potluck. And I just I remember really enjoying it. Some people aren't fans of the potluck. Why? Not that they don't trust other people's cooking, but you know, some of it can be a little sketchy. I had a girlfriend. Her friends love potlucks. Yeah, and she's like, "You better bring something." Yeah. So I just cut up cantaloupe every time. <laughs> I was at Scumbag that brought a dollar fifty worth of cantaloupe and then ate ate all the beef. <laughs> <laughs> right, like fruit tray guy. Surprise! Come on, hey, fruit trays are expensive nowadays. Yeah, but back then, yeah, I lived right by an H uh, and W Produce. Yeah, dirt cheap. You just throw a. Hey, look, Matt brought cantaloupe again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I sometimes I throw some apple slices on there. Okay, no wow. big deal. Yeah, <laughs> and like people are actually like. Warming food. Uh-huh. That's a nice thing. Yeah. Like like food that actually requires to be heated up. Yeah. <laughs> Not just sliced. <laughs> the potluck. Um, uh, yeah. I love it. Do you ever avoid some people's cooking? Uh, no. Nah, I mean, you don't know if, if the names were on there. That would be. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> yep. Ugh, I don't want to call anybody else, so I better not. Okay, let's not. Yeah. Chris. <laughs> You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Uh, with the orders playing this weekend, there will be a lot of beer consumed. We talked about it earlier in the show. Uh, the Alberta Craft Brewery uh, took home an international prize earlier this week. Diamond Valley's Far Brewery won Best Red or Amber Lager at the Frankfurt International uh Trophy awards. Uh, apparently, I mean, obviously, if it's from Frankfurt, it's probably a pretty big deal. So, congratulations to them. So, let's talk about craft beer, Matt. You're, Chris, you got a favorite? No, I don't. When's the last time you had a beer? Um, you know what? I had a craft beer with my friend Steve when we watched the hockey game, uh, probably in six years ago, early March. <laughs> and it was from Sea Change, and it was very good. It, okay, it was a fruity one. It had some. Fruit flavor too. Was it the Prairie Fairy? I think it might have been. Yeah, yeah. Now that you say that, yeah, and it was it was good. Like, yeah, I you know what I always said I I drank enough beer in my early life that I'm probably good now. But uh, you're a craft beer. I love her. I was gonna say snob, but that's not the right. No, word. I'm not a snob at all. No, I like my craft beer. Yeah. Plenty of great breweries here in Edmonton. Yeah, you go down was it 99th in the craft brewery district. Yeah, you walk to all those ones. You get losered in an hour. Okay. Uh, favorites like include Sea Change. Can't leave them out. Yeah. 
Uh, the Wolf by Sea Change, probably my favorite beer of all time. Right. SYC, those guys love the show. Okay. Out on the West End. Yeah. So SYC, if you want to come drop some beers off, feel free. Love okay. you guys. Okay. Um, you got Alley Cat, which is like the OG. They've been around forever, putting wow. out that the the grapefruit beer. Oh, so good. I had a great beer just a while ago. My friend Pat brought it over, and it was from like Canmore. And it it was from Canmore, and we've eaten at that restaurant before. It's like the mud something or mud, 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 mud. It's a big brewery in Canmore. Somebody will know. But it was like, it was the best beer I've ever had. But it didn't taste at all like beer. The Jasper Park Brewing Company. They okay. got it. Like they great food, great beer there. Okay. You got Campio in town too. Okay. There's like there's so many. Who am I forgetting? Uh, Cherry Sour Analog. Yeah, love me some Analog. Town Square Brewing's great. Okay. Somebody just texted in Morinville. Good old country boys making good beer in Morinville. Good old country boys. Okay. Sure. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of my place. The brewery in. Canmore. <laughs> You're never going to get it. Oh, people will get it. Somebody, somebody's been there. It's like very, 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 very. Ben Stick, another great one. Okay. Uh, does Brewster still do beers? Grizzly Paw. That's it. It was a Grizzly Paw. Does that sound right? There's definitely in Camrose is the Grizzly Paw or Canmore. Canmore. Yeah, my yeah. bad. Okay, got it. Yeah. Okay, it was a Grizzly Paw, and it was some kind of a just a yeah. People drive down there just to get these beer. And then, like, at the place where you get it, they have, like, a storefront, and they have a nice fire pit in the front. You can have a beer and sit in front of the fire? Yep. Okay. There okay. we go. Troubled Monk. I've had Troubled Monk before, too. That's a good beer. Troubled Monk? Oh, yeah. My next-door neighbor's a monk. No, nope, I won't have a Troubled Monk. <laughs> He's a different kind of monk. Okay. You, they, like, this is Friar Tuck Monk. Oh, okay. Not, like, <laughs> not the Nepalese monk. Okay, got it. <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Yeah, go Oilers go tonight in Los Angeles. Uh, a lot of beer will be drank and maybe some craft beer. We're talking about that right now. Uh, some texts. Boy, you guys know your beer, uh, especially your craft beer. And yes, it is the Grizzly Paw because people are just texting and texting and texting in Canmore. How about Hocktail and Rimby? They have a cerveza that's wicked on the golf course. Okay. Nice. Shout out to Rimby. Um, uh, check out Barney's Pub and Grill in Leduc. 12 different Alberta craft beers on tap, plus Alberta's first pour-your-own-beer wall. I have seen that wall before, actually. I've been to one. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, okay. And uh, Alley Cat, uh, Apricot Beer. Love the Apricot. 70-acre brewing in Sherwood Park. That one's pretty new. Folding Mountain Brewery. Cranberry yeah. Sour. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yummy. And the Mournville, uh, in Mournville, it's the Sturgeon Brewery in the texture says, when we plan a vacation, my husband always checks for the nearest brewery. <laughs> so I think we probably could send this song out to him and everybody else who's talking craft breweries today. Yeah, go to CTN. You get a Bon Me today and a beer. Hey, thanks for listening to the Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. If people want to find out more about Jack, where do they got to go? You can go at Kissin underscore Jack, J-A-C-K, on Twitter. What about you, Matt? I'm Matt D. Builder on Twitter. All right, because you're building all the time. That's right. How about you, Chris? <laughs> well, I'm at Chris Sheets. Everybody spells my name wrong. S-C-H-E-E-T-Z. And don't forget about this podcast. Yes, you can rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a moment of all the fun we have. If you enjoyed it, tell a friend. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 5 on Kissin' Country 103.9.